0: Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. Don't forget to collect your free joke at the end of this intro. The marketplace model is getting more popular and platforms to choose from to build your marketplace are growing every day. Bart talks about his experience as an agency and how he has helped medium and large merchants create their own marketplaces we discuss some of the differences between what Magento can do for you and what Shopify can do and how we shouldn't always put merchants into a single mold. And now, your free joke. I picked up a hitchhiker last night. He asked, How do you know if I'm not a serial killer? I replied, The chances of two serial killers in one car is astronomical. This episode is brought to you by e-commerce unconference happening on January 21st in Orlando, Florida. This is a platform agnostic event and all are invited from any platform. An unconference is a conference where you decide on the speakers and the topics which are to be presented. Go to unconf.us. That's U-N-C-O-N-F. Dot .us to get your ticket. The capacity is limited to no more than 140 people, and if you've been to an unconference in the past, you know they sell out fast. Go to unconf.us while tickets are still available. Make a weekend vacation while attending a fun event. That's January 21st in Orlando, Florida. And I've heard there are some theme parks there that you can visit as well. That's unconf.us. The Talk Commerce Podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers, too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet SwiftDotter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification study materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERS for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Talk Commerce, And Bart, I have a very low budget, so you have to bear with me. Uh, I have Bart Moranz. Moranz. Bart, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm a, I'm notoriously bad at mispronouncing people's names. So tell us what you do and, uh, uh, what, one of your passions in life.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, Bart Bart. Moranz. I run Simo Heavy Industries. It's a a e-commerce consulting firm. Um, we basically help make uh, the commerce team more efficient. Um, so definitely a lot different than we used to be. Um. Passions in life. Right now, I'm running a company, and my little little boy came to this world. So there you go.
0: Very good. Yeah. So new dad. I'm an old. Mm-hmm. I'm an old dad. So, anyways. <laughs> I'm an old dad. I'm an old dad. Right. Um. So you know, I, we met. Geez, more than ten years ago, or ten years ago now.
1: No, it's more intense. Yeah,
0: so intense. you know, uh, we we got introduced through the Magento community, and this is a uh, this is a platform agnostic podcast. But uh, if you listen to it, there is a lot of Magento content, uh, anyway. So, what is your take on the Magento Adobe community right now?
1: Uh, it's definitely interesting to watch it from a little more afar than we used to be. Um... You know, we were very integrated and so long. I still have friends, like actually friends and meet tons of friends in, in the in the industry itself. And we kinda moved away a little bit from being deep down into into that world. Um, but watching from afar is kinda interesting. Um our perspective is a little more we've seen it coming. Um see what they gonna do with it, but we've seen it coming from from, you know, once they got bought by eBay and then they got bought by Adobe. Um wondering what, how are they going to spin it out? They, you know, they've done it before when they spun out sort of the platform itself. Um, I don't remember what the platform was exactly, but, um, we'll see what happens. I I mean, it's, it's hard to tell and not to get, you know, into nitty gritty and follow certain people. (laughs) it's been interesting to watch from a little more far than usual. It's basically, kind of weird way of, of me saying it's, you know, we have our opinions, but we kind of like stepped away a little bit.
0: <laughs> right. And and just from a, um, just a technical note here, Bart, your your mic is kind of quiet. Is it? And sometimes it goes really oh, loud. Let's make it louder. Yeah, there you go.
1: Make it a little louder. I'll try to speak at the same volume. Good. Um, I have a noise removal on it. That's why.
0: Yeah, so um, you know it's been interesting. We both went through the eBay ter- eBay acquisition and then Adobe acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, have you seen clients do any one particular thing when it comes to Magento?
1: One particular in, in what way?
0: I don't know. Are, are people embracing it, upgrading it, moving
1: it, doing anything? How I many clients that? Yeah, we've we have clients that upgraded to two. We have clients that went with OpenMage, um, sticking around with one. Um, clients that just totally went Shopify, Shopify route. Just went, nope, don't need to. We're just gonna go switch up to a to a different platform. Um, so everything in between, um, you know, Magento two is interesting. Um, it, it's for us. It's more about the client itself and what they need. I mean, we have a client right now moving from Magento to Shopify because it makes more sense for them business-wise, but we also have a client that's stuck around one and used OpenMage and they love it and it works great for them. So it's really, it's all dependent on the client. Um, We're not pushing them into a certain particular thing, it's just what's best for the client itself.
0: Yeah. And that seems to be the theme uh, from a lot of um, agencies that I've spoken to nowadays. Is not to try to foot, put the client into a platform, but let make sure that whatever the client is on is the right fit for them. I think a lot of the yep. mistakes that, that Magento only shops have made in the past is to say every single client is the right fit for every sing, for any one platform, and trying to get them to uh, make that uh, trying to make that flat platform work for every client is impossible. So I, I think that your approach is is correct in terms of finding the right fit for that client, and it doesn't have to be Magento, it doesn't have to be Shopify, it doesn't have to be Salesforce Commerce Cloud.
1: Mm-hmm. We um we you know we have always has the have this attitude, as much as Magento has let us be in this space and and grow our agency. Um, we always had this attitude of it's whatever best is for a client and sometimes you know it was the whole fight between enterprise and open source for a long time um where you know agencies were like Well, oh, we need to be an enterprise." We're like not always um we've had clients doing 200 million dollars in open source because it made sense for them we've had clients do five million on the enterprise because it actually made sense for for them and it just kind of like it balances that out right it's whatever is best for the client itself it's not about the for me, it's never been about the platform or never been, you know, we try to be agnostic as much as we can be. But technology is based on what the client, like what the client needs at the most part. Yeah. And so uh,
0: I like that I, again, just kind of leading down the path for that approach. What are you seeing in terms of your clients or what are you, what are you seeing in general for how they're moving for uh, features? Is there anything out there that seems to be hot right now? there's a lot of buzzwords like headless and PWA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, PWA. Don't get me started on that one. Um, we always, PWA for us is like, mm. uh, headless has always been around, but now it has a word. Um, but there's a lot more tools to it now. Like you got commerce tools. Um, it looks like SlotWall is doing a lot of it. Um, Shoppers on the market now. Vtex has been making noise because they're public all of a sudden. So the amount of tools and Platforms that you have now is so much bigger, right? So it's like choose your own venture now. <laughs> um, and what's the best for each client is is tricky. We've done lately, though. We've been b- building a lot of marketplaces, which has been a buzzword for everything. <laughs> it's like a catchphrase. But we're building a few of them now. Um, plus we've changed a lot into working with clients internally, building some of the internal tools. Um, I don't know last time we actually built a pure, like a Magento shop. Uh, it's been a while.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Magento. So, uh, you know, I guess marketplace, yeah, I agree. Has been, it's also been a buzzword. Um, and we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, uh solutions around VTEX as a built in marketplace, Uh, As well Mm -hmm. as Ultra Commerce. Now, I haven't done an Ultra Commerce job, but they do have a built-in marketplace in their platform. Um, So there's there's a myriad of (laughs) a myriad of platforms out there, (laughs) than a myriad of solutions. How do you how do you go about finding the right uh, the right fit for those?
1: Um, The one we're building is very custom, so it's not it's not based on. Um, we're doing a custom one and that's very particular to the client itself. Um, but we've built, um, marketplaces with, um, all Magento itself, um, which was, you know, a few years ago though, and, and it was a really, really huge job and it worked out really great for us, but still tricky, right? It's the tools are getting better and better and better over the years. Um, but also like. Ah marketplaces everybody all of a sudden wants to have one um so it's you know what's your feelings on it right now yeah i
0: I mean I think marketplaces are 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 um well I, most of the people that come to us for a marketplace are ones that don't have a budget for a marketplace or a real marketplace i should say a lot of a lot of um you know a lot of people in India or just people in general out of different regions in the world that want a marketplace. Um, and again, you have to ask what is the reason you want it and, then how, what is your approach to it? Um, do you want to have, how much do you want to have vendors access to it? Um, how many SKUs are you going to have? I mean, Magento doesn't make sense if you're going to have 300 million SKUs in your marketplace or how, however many SKUs you're going to have. Um, uh, you know, maybe it's going in that direction now with, uh, with the higher skew count. Um, but it, it all, it all, it all depends on the size of the marketplace and the complexity of how you want your vendors to access the marketplace. Uh, I am, I am a somewhat of a proponent now of, of doing something that, you know, like if ultra commerce has a fit and they have a built-in marketplace, then maybe that is the best solution for them. And, um, and get them, um, get the clients access to it. And then, if there's some customizations around it, build out some services that that'll work for them. Um, again, not not saying you know Magento probably isn't the best fit for a marketplace style project anymore.
1: Yeah, um, and that goes back to like Adobe, how big are they going to make it? You know, for microservices and, and things like that what's that, what's the perfect client for that product
0: now? Yeah. And I we just, we just, uh, we just talked to a client that he has 23, he has 29 million, um, not actual SKUs, but you know, once you start building out the SKU count with a marketplace style mm-hmm. project, um, it, it does get challenging um, for, from that management standpoint and, and from a technical standpoint, um, how do you fit them in and how do you find the right solution for that tech stack for that client? Um, and then performance. If, if it is a busy marketplace and a high skew cart marketplace, then uh, at the moment anyways, maybe Magento doesn't make the, make the right sense for them. So yeah, I, I think it, it is interesting. And then, you know, the next thing would be as soon as you start building a marketplace, you're competing against Amazon and what makes your marketplace? <laughs> what what makes your marketplace unique? On the reasons why people would not go to Amazon,
1: right? Well, it's a it's a funny competition looking at it, right? Like you're competing with them at at everything now, right? Because they sell literally everything. Um, So what is if you forget the marketplace? Why is your store so more competitive than what Amazon has, right? Do you have to be on Amazon? um, for certain things. Um, it's always the, the, the look, right. We look at all these sites all the time, but, you know, I still go back to Amazon for most of my shopping too, cause it's there, right. It's easy to use. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird to be in the space and going, well, we're going to compete with them, but I still go shopping there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of, well, I think I'm sure a lot of vendors look at it the same way that, Hey, we should be on Amazon, but we should also have our own Storefront. Uh, if you are if you are setting up a marketplace, then you are not only building out the infrastructure around this marketplace, but now you are having to set up something that competes against what Amazon is already doing. So there's a number of challenges in there. Um, not not to give away any names, but what what type of industries are you seeing for that type of marketplace project?
1: Ugh. Any, from electronics to shoes to just about anything. Um we've seen that in every single to cosmetics too. It's like every time, everybody's trying to compete and pick apart that piece of pie that Amazon owns. Um, you know, but what's the strategy, right? Do you build your own MV on top of it? Um, also and deal with all the stuff that's happening in there. Um, you know, then you're competing with so many companies trying to deal with it. Um yeah, so it's, it's across the board, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think then um, as you attach more technologies, um, you, have, uh, you have 3PLs and, and things like that, that attach to your marketplace and uh, having the complexities of, um, if you have a client in some region that wants to ship some way, uh, giving that access to the end user to make sure that they can uh, fulfill that product uh, makes it very exciting. And and certainly, you know, Amazon sort of has it down with the warehouse in every
1: big city. <laughs> well, I mean, then you look at, you know, Shopify is trying to hit that up too, right? Because they're doing that whole warehousing thing um, and being integrated that. And there's plenty of, you know, across the world shippers. Um, I don't think that's the problem right now. I think it's just shipping itself is the problem. Um, you know, it's gonna be an interesting holiday season.
0: Yeah. Or any retailer. Yeah. I think too the um uh having having um let's just say you had 15, 1500 vendors in a marketplace and each has a retail store that wants to ship, you're gonna to have to connect somehow make it uh make it updatable for the end user to see when that product is gonna to get to their door. So I think the biggest complaint from marketplaces is around n- uh, the unknown in shipping and the unknown in shipping costs. And if you're not offering free shipping, nobody wants to pay $8 in shipping for something to arrive in 10 days.
1: Right. And, and shipping is going to get more expensive, right? It's already there. So <laughs> it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting holiday season for for everybody.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Shopify. So um, like a, a client moving on to Shopify from open source, what would be the, what do you think is the tipping point in making that making them make that decision? Do you think there's enough, if, if they're big enough, is there a tipping point why they would stay on Magento open source because the costs are similar? Uh,
1: yeah. This particular client has been with us forever and we're going backwards. It makes more sense for them financially for them. It's a small client. Um, it's easier for us to deal with um, upgrading to Magento 2 because they would need to or something like OpenMage. It makes no sense from other other technologies they're using um, because the technology is internally for ERPs and things like that. They had internally now there's con- good connections to Shopify and from the cost perspective it actually makes more sense to run it. Um, Magento becomes a little more too complex for a client like that. Um, for a large client <laughs> It really depends, um, you know, how complex is, but that's the same answer as just talking to somebody who wants to build it, right? Build on Magento or Shopify or something bigger. It's like how complex is the product? How complex are the, the business rules? Um, what kind of integrations you have to do? You know, you know. as with Shopify, you, you, as soon as you get into the integration world, sometimes it's actually a lot less expensive to do Magento work um because you can do pretty much a lot of different things with it.
0: Yeah, and I think what uh, um and we're not I'm not a Shopify expert so I can't say specifically, but there is a cost to every integration and oftentimes those costs mm-hmm. are transactional or based on on dollar amounts of that transaction. Um it's usually not a it's usually the integration is usually not just pay Fifty dollars a month and get as much as you can, as much throughput as you can possibly go through. It's usually something like percentage, yeah, percentage of transactions or a percentage of sales.
1: Right. So, like, eventually, you like just diminishing your your whole thing. So, you know, a fifty dollar product, all of a sudden, you're making two cents. That makes no no sense at all, right?
0: Yeah, it's. um, I think it's been interesting too to looking at what the tipping point on on going to like let's say going to Shopify Plus, that's two thousand dollars a month, and then you have fees on top of that through payments and things like that. What is that Mm -hmm. tipping point compared to what you would spend on? Uh, on a Magento type of installation, and and when would the client make that decision to move to Shopify Plus, or when wouldn't they make the decision because it's so much more expensive on Shopify Plus? And and I, you know, again, I I plead some ignorance. I don't know if you're if you're doing three or four million dollars a month on Shopify Plus, is it still just two thousand dollars a month? Is I've heard that there's some kind of fees based on 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 volume yeah, of dollars
1: fees now. yeah i mean that's but that's like any tool right like we started this conversation with the right tool for the right business for the you know what i mean so you, you know the idea for for e-commerce or itself is making that margin as big as possible that's it like that's the whole game right so if you can do it for technology with your business process with um you know your product You're chipping everything else, right? It's all about that margin It's like, how big can I make it for the least amount? And you just chip away. Like, it's funny, you asked earlier, it's like, you know, looking at clients, like that's pretty much our job is to chip away to make sure that margin is as big as possible from every perspective.
0: Um, You had mentioned that you're helping clients with some internal processes. So why don't you kind of give us an idea of what you're doing there and how that helps them?
1: so over the years we started as a dev shop in magento that's just how we started um, over the years we got more clients and we started working with internal teams um, and we got into doing a lot more technology process so first it was scrum then we got into Kanban and working with clients itself and like helping the t- internal teams be a lot more efficient um, so slowing them down but that means also making them work faster so we kind of combine our knowledge and how fast we can work with very very sort of a little more strict process implementation for clients um, some like it some hate it but most of them eventually love it because it gets them faster results and better results um, we also for clients built internal tools integrations um, so we have definitely long-term contracts when we work with clients and some of them just, you know, internal tools that they use for their own sort of business, um, which is cool for us because we get to see the internals of big, huge businesses.
0: Yeah, that's, that is a, that is a good way to look at it. Um, if, if you had a client who said, hey, uh, I want to do this process, but we're insisting on doing it in a waterfall model. But we only want to we want to take a week to do planning what it, how do you walk them through the education on maybe that's not enough time to do all the planning to get into your waterfall model
1: so we actually now start with what we call a sumo heavy weigh in which is our kind of discovery but ours is at least two months long um it's breaking down what they need um if it's a it's a startup it's you know looking at their mvp and planning looking at their business process, technology process, uh, documentation, if they have any, if they don't, actually doing a roadmap with them and kind of planning everything out. That's kind of how we start every single project. We don't do it any other way. Um, and then we get into actual, hey, this is how we structure everything and work with you in full process. We don't do or, or fall. We've, we've we eventually got to a Kanban world um, and now we're kind of systemizing it and, and working with like the Kanban maturity model if you know what that is it's just longer sort of process but for us with a client it makes so much sense
0: uh so no waterfall uh, no waterfall <laughs> right good <laughs> damn up the waterfall i mean
1: you know when you work with clients it's it's however you structure it for us it just kind of eventually became the process we have now and it works
0: um where, where did the name Sumo Heavy come from?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a sexy story at all. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually my our director of marketing and my name combined. We know each other for a very long time. And then everything in Japan was heavy, industries or stuff like that. So it became Sumo Heavy Industries. And we didn't want a name that's just specific to e-commerce or any web dev stuff. So eventually when we decide to do other things, we can always move it around.
0: Yeah, so like you wouldn't pick the name Magento, because kind of kind of sticks uh, sticks you into the magento world. But that's another story. We'll leave that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, when when uh, um, so the, pro, the, the you help these you help you're helping clients through the internal processes. Are you also helping them through some of their buyer journeys and helping them? Um, helping them fulfill more out of their existing store, no matter
1: what platform they're on. For so the most part, there's platforms we just can't touch because of platform partnerships and stuff like that. Um, it's just what it is. Um, but yes, buyer journeys, um, technology, um, uh, platform, uh, they're hosting sort of those kind of sort of mostly on the tech side. Um, we don't really do SEM work. We don't do design work. We don't do marketing, but we'll do an implementation work for, for that. Um, but work with their marketing department, design department, any one of those, um, from that side,
0: uh, going into this, um, holiday season, um, what are the bigger, the big, let's call them retail platforms, the, the Shopify, big commerce, um, salesforce commerce cloud magenta or adobe what uh adobe commerce sorry um what do you see anything else emerging into that that that's kind of kind of creep up kind of like nobody paid attention to shopify 10 years ago or maybe they didn't exist 10 years ago but all of a sudden in the last two or three years they've come on just so fast that um I think that there has been, uh, you know, people are now reacting to what Shopify is doing to try to keep up. And I, when I say people, I meant the pl- other platforms are reacting to what they're doing, at least in North America. I know it's completely different in Latin America, but in North America, they're reacting to that.
1: Yeah, I think VTax is the one that's kind of making a splash just because they're public now. Um, they bought few companies. Um, Commerce tools, I think they just got good funding round so they're making a splash and then you know our friend Ben is at Shopware so we'll see where that goes (laughs) I think Shopware is is like the the place I think people could you know hang their hat on when they're coming from Magenta world um but that's just me um I might be totally off base there um we've looked at it we haven't seen um some of our teams are actually looking at it I've done some little bit of work on it um we'll see where that goes um, we haven't touched VTEX or commerce tools yet. Um are concentrating on, you know, solid things that are out there. The problem with like all these new platforms is like what Magento had in the beginning, right? It's is it proven? Is it out there? Is it is there a big client on it that is on it and and running properly? Um and you only need one or two to actually do it.
0: Yeah, and and, and VTEX is new to America but very old to I mean they're a 20-year-old platform. So old to, old to Latin America, new to America. Um, and I think you know one of their challenges is trying to get those big logos onto VTEX in the US. Um, yep. and and getting maybe some of the the peculiarities that come out of being a Latin partner or Latin platform <laughs> how does that work in the rest <laughs> of the world? Yeah. Um, so I, you know i i'm i'm always when we're a vtex partner so we're doing vtex work but not in the u.s yet um so i i am just i'm always interested to see how that how it will play out here in the u.s i'm more bullish on shopify yeah. right now i'm not shopify
1: shopware sorry <laughs> yeah i mean they picked up vtex picked up our friends from philly um uh work area which is you know that might give them a little bit more a shot we'll see how that works out to be definitely shopware. i think a lot of people are going to be bullish on it they're like what 10 years old now 15 years old
0: shopware yeah they're yeah. they're a little bit they're, they're i don't know if they're as old as magento but yeah they're they're it's an exciting platform and they're you know if you get the europeans if you get the germans all excited about something in open source and they can spread the news <laughs> to the rest of the world and then if you get the dutch involved that's that's mm. the key to it Get that dutch community going on it
1: <laughs>
0: in the open source uh, world the the
1: the team in poland actually is very bullish on it too so a lot of the eastern europe is is playing with it which is good
0: yeah yeah i, I went to i european place i went to the uh mage unconf in 2019 and uh, the two brothers from shopware the owners showed up sebastian and um stefan showed up and gave a presentation on shop were at the mage unconference so that was that was fun and i think it's exciting to see them interact with the community and not you know and and play in the community uh so we're 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 excited about that we are going to do an unconference in florida in january because who wouldn't i mean i guess who would want to go to orlando in january Uh, especially if you live in the north that's sarcasm yeah um, and uh, we are we're going to invite <laughs> all the platforms we're, we're not going to make it an un, a mage unconf we're going to make it a, a regular just unconference and invite yeah. e-commerce platforms to join and I think it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see how people how, what kind of solutions they find for that for any sort of platform uh, and what what those what those solutions are, and then what are, the, what are the scalabilities of those solutions? Um, because as, as you get into the enterprise space, scale, scale matters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, our friend, uh, Ben is at shop now. So that's going to be interesting. That's, that was a good, good push there. We'll see, we'll see where that goes. And I think everybody was excited about that. Um, so we'll see.
0: How about, uh, what about big commerce? How do you feel about that?
1: We were a partner at some point we haven't touched it in a very long time. Um, I know they're making a lot more spash in the B2B space. Um, but we haven't anybody, but uh, plus it's hard for us to judge a lot of times just because of how we work and how we're structured. So we don't close a lot of clients. Um, you know, we only run about eight to 12 at a time right now. Um, and our, most of our contracts are very long-term so we, we definitely work long-term of clients, so we don't just switch up and try to build new builds all the time. So we have like half our clients are some custom and some Magento and then some Shopify. We haven't run into big commerce in, in a while now.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the one thing we've, we've heard over and over again about Latin America, about Mexico specifically is people are going to Shopify because Shopify does such a great job in marketing Shopify not yeah, necessarily if it's the best platform they're the most marketed platform
1: i mean you have the money right um they definitely have the money for it and then they're just pushing everything and you know as much as we work with shopify you can't be everything to everybody and i think that's you know that's that's the push and i think the commerce has a good opportunity to take some some market share of it
0: yeah, um, it's, an, it's an interesting time, and I think you're right on the B2B front. Um, most of our clients, I guess, are B2B, now that I think about it. Uh, so, you know, Magento makes really really good sense, especially is if you get into very highly customized builds. Uh, Magento makes more and more sense because you can do whatever you want with that build. Um right. And again, showing my ignorance, ignorance on Shopify. You know, I think that some of the complexities that happen. Also, if it, when you do end up building that on Shopify, you also introduce a lot of slowness because you have to do all those complexities either as a app or as some kind of a liquid liquid script thing. That well,
1: right? I mean, you're still you're still running those applications on yourself, right? You're not like the the I think some of the we still hear this like oh Shopify will do it it's like no if we build some custom stuff that we have to integrate you still have to run your own so why not build it inside of a platform right
0: yeah no I I, I agree yeah uh, you still have to run some kind of an app and has to be hosted somewhere um it has to has to be paid for by somebody so there's uh, uh, definitely a lot of uh of variables there that I don't I think a lot of merchants don't always take into account.
1: Yeah. And it's all, you know, in one nice, fun, closed system.
0: So uh, what are you doing to keep up with all these technology things? What are you reading? What are you listening to?
1: Um, lately? Um, not a lot, believe it or not. Um, just Twitter's out there and just following people I've known in the industry for a while. um. We've had a podcast that so we podcast for, for a while. We kind of took a little bit of a hiatus through the summer. Um, multiple reasons, everybody moved around. That's the biggest, um, uh, I just had a kid. So that's, that's the other, um, so that's, that's definitely a move around a little bit. So there, that's, that's going on. Um, but we're going to start podcasting again, and that's usually where I learned a lot. But mostly actually following people like you and everybody else in the industry that I know, you kind of pop up on those things. Other thing is just listen to my tech team, to the production team. They look at everything. They deal with it. Um, to be fair, you know, they deal with clients every day. I don't. Um, they're in the middle of the trenches, and I'm not. Um, so you listen to a stand-up, and you hear things, and you kind of look them up. Um, that's really where I find most of my stuff.
0: Um, I think the Philadelphia Marathon was this weekend or next weekend. Did you? Are you running it or did you run it?
1: Uh, it's next weekend and my sprinting days are over. That's long, long, <laughs> um, I also don't live in Philly anymore, so there's that.
0: Uh, where are you now?
1: Uh, just outside of Princeton. Oh, right. Okay, good. Um, but it's still close. We still have an office in Philly. Right, so. got it. Uh, well, office in Philly, that's just basically stored space <laughs> for past 18 months.
0: Yeah. The, the whole COVID thing. Uh, are you, are you looking at getting yeah. back to work one of these days or getting back to an office space or is everybody really comfortable just uh, working the remote soon.
1: We've been comfortable. I mean, basically when this all happened, everybody went home and been like that since the beginning. Um, so we're just, we technically we've been like this since we started the company. Um, it was just nice to have people in the office.
0: Um, as as um as we're going into the holidays, what, what is something that you would tell a merchant right now? Like what is the thing that they should be looking at as they go into this fourth quarter thinking about their store?
1: Don't ask your development job that you want to do new features by the holiday season. Yeah. Of this year. Yeah, that's or try to replatform by Black Friday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, code freeze should start now actually October October November this should be code freeze time. Oh
1: no, right. right. I mean, if you have a new if you have a new store and you want to replatform, don't tell them you want to buy Black Friday of this year. 2022, sure. Yes. But inevitably we'll get that email from somebody. Yeah. It happens every year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: actually I was just thinking this like what would they what would there be something you could do and it would be some kind of small niche that should be set up in a matter of days and is one or two products and it's something new that you're not you're not replatforming. you're going to try to launch something new and it should that's, be super that, you simple put it on Shopify. yeah should be something super simple it's,
1: right right i mean there's listen we we don't really have code freezes um one of our clients does because that's just standard for them but the way we develop for the most part is feature by feature and we use um You know, we turn features on and off if we need to, and that's on the client, um, things get tested, you know, if they don't want it on, we don't turn it on. It's, it's just a way we kind of been always developing now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of prep and and things like that. I mean, our larger clients, yeah, there's, they, they kind of, there's a lot going on with them at all times, but, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> um, so as we kind of wrap things up here, I always give, uh, I give everybody an opportunity to give a shameless plug about anything you'd like to plug. Uh,
1: nothing. Just follow us on Twitter and all the social media is just sumo heavy for everything. And mine is just Bart Miraz for everything. Um, so there's that. Um, we do put out some blog posts. We do podcast. If you like to be on one, contact one of us. We definitely have one of those. Um, so yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's kinda easy for us. All right, yeah, and I will put the- it's kinda weird without a, like actually having a product, right? Like, we're a consulting firm, this is what we do.
0: Yeah, uh, I will put the show notes up there and uh, they'll have your contact information and um, Sumo Heavy excellent we are well great talking to you today this has been fun and uh, i look forward to someday seeing you in person oh one of these days someday blue cocktails at a conference
1: <laughs> Blue
0: cocktail. hmm all right mm. well thanks bart have a great afternoon <laughs> you too brett this episode is brought to you by E-commerce Unconference happening on January 21st in Orlando, Florida. This is a platform agnostic event and all are invited from any platform. An Unconference is a conference where you decide on the speakers and the topics which are to be presented. Go to unconf.us, that's u n c o n f.us to get your ticket. The capacity is limited to no more than 140 people. And if you've been to an unconference in the past, you know they sell out fast. Go to unconf.us while tickets are still available. Make a weekend vacation while attending a fun event. That's January 21st in Orlando, Florida. And I've heard there are some theme parks there that you can visit as well. That's unconf.us. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.